Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hi everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill, and welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. Um, as you've noticed, I've probably changed the name like four times, but I just cannot find a name that fits the show very well. <clears throat> and so I'm going with Spirit Talk for now. Just go with it. If you have any suggestions, send them in. So, anyways, <clears throat> sorry. Today we are going to talk about Spirits, spirit guides, and guardian angels. This is a subject that fascinates a lot of people, and they have emailed me about it quite often. This would be for um, people who are looking to develop themselves spiritually. Uh, they're, you know, raising their vibration. They are interested in spirits, and they're interested in the spirit realm and the spirit world. And they start wondering, well, you know, how do I tell the difference? <clears throat> Sorry, guys, allergies again. Um, how do I tell the difference if I'm dealing with a spirit, a spirit guide? Uh, people, I, I put a post up on Facebook the other day, and I noticed that people, some people didn't even know that there was a difference between uh, spirit, spirit guides and guardian angels. And so I thought I'd do a show on it, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. <clears throat> now, I did do a post where people can post questions. So we are going to get to the questions as well because there are some really great great questions out there. So when you're dealing with the spirit realm and the spirit world, you are dealing with a lot of different types of spiritual energies. So it's kind of like how on earth you're dealing with, you know, a lot of different physical type energies. You're dealing with animals, you're dealing with birds, you're dealing with humans, you know, you're dealing with all different kinds of species of animals, you're, you're dealing with a lot of different physical energy, fish, and <clears throat> the same goes for when you're dealing with the spirit realm, you have a lot of different spiritual energies. And so you will have spirits who are basically energies that will reincarnate, They are energies that will come down to earth. They're loved ones that have passed on. Um, The spirits to me, for the sake of this conversation, would also include earthbound spirits, which would be what people know as ghosts. Uh, They're still a spirit. They just tend to be stuck in between uh, spiritual and and the physical dimensions. So that's one of the areas that you're dealing with, then we have spirit guides. Spirit guides are similar to spirits, yet they have a very different job, and it's like, I want to say that they're almost like more educated in, and no one's better than another one, don't get me wrong, there's no spirits that are smarter or better, whatever, but they're more educated in helping guide you when you come to the earthly plane. So spirit guides, how they differ from spirits is these guys in particular wanted to help others and they choose different people. You choose your spirit guide, your spirit chooses you, you get to choose. They're not like assigned to you or anything. So there's a special connection with you're building a, a trust between a, a spirit that you, you may have known, you may have had a lifetime with They at some time. It may have uh, it probably have incarnated. They may have only come down a couple of times. They may have come down several times. But you choose each other, and so they go through an extensive 
what people would call like a schooling. <clears throat> they go through an extensive schooling to learn about how to guide you when you get into trouble and whatnot. So that's what differs a spirit from a spirit guide, and they are consistently with you. So you will have different spirit guides during your lifetime. So you have some that will come in at different times, but you also have a main spirit guide that is with you from birth that um, stays with you the entire time that you're on this planet. They do not leave you at all. So if you live to 90, they're with you the whole time. If you live to, you know, 35, they're with you that whole entire time. So your main spirit guide that you, everybody has a main spirit guide. You have a main spirit guide. They're with you that entire time. And then you have, sorry guys, I don't know why my allergies are bad this morning. They have, uh, then there's angels and guardian angels. People get that all confused too. And then they get spirit guides confused with guardian angels. So what is a guardian angel? A guardian angel is uh, one of the phylums of angels. That's a whole different category. I'm going to talk about that for a few minutes. And then I'm going to get to some of your questions. So you have the spirits, you have the spirit guide, which is a section of your your spirit realm. Then you have angels. And in this section of angels, there are different levels of angels. And you have different types of angels, ten levels of angels. And in this level, in one of the levels of angels, you have what is called a guardian angel. So what does a guardian angel do? And how is that different than a spirit guide? Well, a guardian angel is purely around for your protection. That is what they do. So the angels, like I said, there's 10 different levels. There's 10 different types of angels uh, that's been recorded. And they all have different jobs. So you, you have your angels, which are level one. And they're actually, this is where your guardian angel would fall. They have incredible powers, uh, tremendous power beyond your wildest dreams. They can move objects. They, with God's help, can can move you out of harm, harm's way. They protect children. <clears throat> They're assigned to us. So just like you would get a um, spirit guide and you would choose a spirit guide, your guardian angel is actually assigned to you. So you don't go choose a guardian angel they are actually assigned to you. Everybody has a guardian angel. So you, when you come down to earth, you're, you don't just come with nobody. You come with a support system on the other side. You come with your guides and or your main guide. You may just be born with your main spiritual guide at first, and then as you get older and go through some different things and are learning or developing in different areas, then you may have some other guides come in. And or you're assigned a guardian angel. They're there to protect you. They're there to talk to if you're feeling like you want protection. Uh, they also, what a lot of people don't know is they work with your your spirit guide. So your guardian angel and your spirit guides work together. They can actually rearrange uh, cell memory, and you can you can get more angels if you ask. So these are all level one angels. These are where your guardian angel would fall. So a lot of people, if you're praying or asking for help or, you know, uh, wanting to have more protection around you, you would call upon your guardian angel or and or angels. You would ask for more angels. I'm going to go through the angels really quickly just so that you guys get an idea of what kind of it's a difference. Then you have archangels, which would be a level two. They're, they're your messengers and healers. They deliver messages to loved ones. 
um, and they can be called to heal in different areas you know, or to specific areas if you're having trouble with an arm or, you know, you're having a loved one in the hospital. Archangels are ones that you would want to call upon. And also, if you're trying to reach a loved one, they are ones that you would want to call upon. They cannot heal, however, if your chart overrides what they're trying to heal. So this gets into a little bit more of an extensive conversation, but what happens is before you come down to earth, you write a chart, and there are certain trials and tribulations that you must go through. So an archangel cannot override that. So that's something that's interesting. A cherubim and a seraphim, those are level threes and fours. They are created to sing, and you you rarely hear them on this planet. Uh, the mu- the music can be used for healing. The vibrational tones t- seem to have a healing effect. But when you hear or you know in religions and whatnot, you hear about singing angels, and those are the cherubim and seraphim. The powers and the carry-ons. These are very loud. Uh, sorry, large, and their primary function is healing. So if you're having a loved one in, you know, the hospital or you're not feeling well, you want to call upon the power. The powers. They want to. They're the the primary healing angels. The carry-ons also carry dark entities away when they die, and um, they can protect you when if you're being surrounded by a dark entity if called upon. They can actually come in and surround them with their wings and take them away. The virtues. They're here, they're level seven. They're primarily here to help us with our charts. They review them with you before that you incarnate. And they have the actual power to alter your chart without approval. They can step in and alter something and change something. They will also meet you, you know, they're the angels that meet you in the tunnel if when you return to the other side and you will not normally see a virtue on the physical plane. Then you have dominions. They're level eight. They oversee good deeds and, act, and actions and record them. So uh, they like the Akashic Record or Permanent Chart, which that's a whole other show. That's actually very interesting. But they can help your spirit guides by having the ability to help decide what particular angels can, you know, or you might need at that time. And they can have access to your charts and, and instantly answer any questions for your guardian angel, etc. Then you have the thrones who are supposed to attend Mother God, and they are primarily fighting against negative en- entities and energies. And then the last level that you have, the level 10, is the principalities, and they are close to the throne of God, and their primary function is to, you know, protect Father God or whoever you want to say that is in in your own belief. And they are around in many kinds of disasters, such as, you know, with the 9-11 and that sort of thing. So we have different phylums of angels, and they all have different functions. The ones that you should be concerned about mostly, though, and the ones that people tend to be concerned about mostly is their guardian angel. And how are you going to tell the difference? This is a question I get all of the time, and I do have like a bazillion callers on the line. So um, I will be getting to you guys and try to answer some questions. But definitely, I'm not doing readings on the show. So if you're calling pertaining to spirits and spirit guides and angels, I will love to answer your question. If you're you're wanting a reading, go to my website, hawaiihealings.com. So how do you tell the difference between spirits, spirit guides, and angels? This is really interesting, and it's something that you might have to learn to develop as you're spiritually developing because a lot of it is based on feel, and people ask me that all the time. Guardian angels tend to hover above you. So, and, they, and their energy is very large. 
So a lot of times, and if you happen to see them or catch them in the middle of the um, night or you happen to see them under the corner of your eye, they tend to be hovering above ground or above your head somewhere. They tend to be usually, whenever we've seen them or come across from them, they actually tend to be hovering not in a vertical but a, more of a horizontal. And they're huge. They're absolutely massive. They're like... I would say six foot in length and huge wingspan. They're they're just you can sense their energy if you see them. They're just they're really large, and so a guardian angel will tend to be normally above and around the top of your head somewhere, like in front of you, behind you. But they tend to ho- hover up on top, and that is definitely a way that you can tell when your guardian angel is there. And now, how do you tell the difference between a spirit and a spirit guide? It's funny because I don't think about this until somebody asks me, and so these are such great questions. A spirit, a spirit and a spirit guide's energy, number one, is totally different. So if you have a spirit guide that's in your house or in and around you, a couple of things happen. They like to be near you. So you will sense them usually behind you or off to the side of you, but they like to be very near you, and they are almost always – they almost – they stand beside you most of the time or behind you in a sense kind of like, to me, I always feel a sense when my, when my spiritual guide is present or I'm talking to them or bringing them in. It's almost like it's you and them against the world. They're backing you up. They're behind you. They are really protecting your backside. Um, they are, it, it for because you know, your chakras, they, people think it run, they run down the center of their body, but it's actually near your back. And when you spiritually develop, they tend to open. And when they open, that's where a lot of spirits or negative entities will come and make contact with you. So most of the time, your spirit guide kind of literally, this is going to sound hilarious to some of you, but they literally have your back. Like it's, they're kind of watching your back. They're protecting the back side of you most of the time because they're putting up a barrier between you and any um, negative entities or other energies that may find you open and then attach or try to wreck up your day in a way that they're trying to implant thoughts and do all those different things that spirits can do. So they're protecting you, and they're usually protecting you from behind. You can, you can usually feel them in areas that you're hypersensitive in closed spaces. And that's why I say you can usually feel them in your car, because People tend to be more hypersensitive to energies that, that are spirit energies when they're in smaller spaces. And the reason for that is because you can feel immediately and your peripheral vision tells you immediately that there's no one else around you for you to sense and feel. And it kind of compacts that energy a little bit. When you're in like a big room, like a gymnasium or a mall or something, you can't feel energy as intense as you can when, when you're in a closed space. So you will feel them a lot of times driving in your car and you will look and think like, or a lot of times if, you, if you're walking downstairs or if you're walking in your house and it's nighttime and you sense somebody behind you and you turn around, and I know that's probably happened to you at least when you were a kid because it happens a lot, 99.9% of the time that is your spirit guide. They are behind you and they are protecting and, and it almost feels like somebody is walking behind you and then you may freak yourself out and then think you're in a horror movie and that's really the opposite of what they're trying to do, but, you know, it happens. So that's another reason you can tell. Now, if it's just a regular spirit, 
Spirits tend to have more sketchy energy. So when you're dealing with a spirit guide, that they tend to have more of a solid presence where you can feel them kind of heavier. When you're dealing with a spirit, they will move, and they will move often. So they tend to be in front of you, not behind you, and they tend to be jetty or sketchy in a sense. So they will move from your hallway to your bathroom to your, you know, to the outside to knocking something over to making your phone ring to they 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 move they're they're kind of like imagine like a spirit on adhd so they're just they're they're flighty they move in and out and they don't tend to like to hover in one space for a long time um your spirit guide's a lot more calm their energy is a lot more calm and they like to be in certain areas near you a spirit, they don't care. They're flighty, they're moving, they're trying to get your attention, they're they're making noises, they're just trying to jump up in front of you, hey, I'm here, hey, I'm here, whatever that they're trying to do. But they tend to be in front of you and they tend to be more flighty. Their energy is moving all the time. So that's how you can tell the difference. I'm going to try to take a couple of these calls because this show, like this half-hour show, tends to be really really um, short, but I'm just going to run through it really quick. So you have your different phylums of angels. Your guardian angel, their primary purpose is protection. So um, they will step in if you, like for instance, I actually have a story I'll tell you really quick. Um, My son, uh, this is one of my books, but uh, one time that he was at his grandma's house and he was playing in a pool or near a pool. He was younger. I can't remember the age. He was probably six somewhere five six years old and he it was a it was kind of a larger pool and he fell into the pool but he fell into a pool in in a way that he couldn't find the top as i'm sure some of you have done so he was upside down fell in the pool how he couldn't find the top and long story short when i picked him up he's like i almost drowned and i'm like what are you talking about big panic on my end and he says "Uh, yeah i almost drowned and i said what happened he said i fell in the pool i couldn't find the top and i said well how did you get up or like what happened how did you're obviously not drowned and he said my angel and I said what do you mean your angel and he said uh my angel picked me up and he said and I said how'd that happen and he said they grabbed me by the arms and picked me up and set me on my feet and I said who was it and he said my guardian angel and I said you did you see her and he said yeah and I said well then what happened he said then she went away so your guardian angel is there for protection and intervention, and they can, and well, with car accidents, when people get in car accidents and they talk about that sort of thing, your guardian angel is the one who steps in. If, if people always say, you're lucky to be alive, your, your, your guardian angel has most likely stepped in at that point. So that's what your guardian angel is for. They're there for protection, and we love it, enjoy it, talk to them, ask for protection if you need it really you can create a really nice bond with them because everyone has their very own guardian angel then you have your spirit guide who again you will sense them behind you they will be guiding you on life issues they actually can go and bring angels to your aid if they feel like you're needing help with something and you can talk to them they help you with your charts they're there for a specific reason they are you know helping you navigate through life you will have one main guide that will stay with you your one main spirit guide and then you can have several assistant spirit guides coming in depending on uh, what you're doing in life then you have regular spirits which really uh they're not helping you necessarily in any way and they're not attached or assigned to you in any way they're spirits that just uh they can be loved ones that have passed over come into your life they can be ones that are trying to get your attention they can be good spirits and they can be bad spirits they're just 
spirits are spirits. They're coming and going. It's like it's like the crowd on the other side. So I'm going to go ahead and take a couple of these calls uh, really quickly and see if we have any questions. And then I'm going to get to a couple more questions um, on my Facebook group if I haven't answered it already. And for those of you who are not on the Soulmate Circle on my Facebook group, you can go to hawaiihealings.com, and that's where I post a lot of, like, where you can ask me stuff that I will answer on a show. And so there's a button called Soulmate Circle. Just request to be in there, and you will be reviewed. So we have our first caller is area code 941. Aloha. Hi. My name is Carla. Hi, Carla. How are you? Great. And Hi. I... I um, I set the phone down for a second. When I picked it up, you were saying something about readings. And I oh, kind of missed it. Yeah, I'm not doing readings on the air. Um, I, I'm sending people, if you want a reading, I do them on um, hawaiihealings.com. This show is okay. just purely pertaining to uh, angels and spirits and spirit guides. So um, unless you have a question on that, then then I'll just keep going. Okay. <laughs> so is that, is that what you were wanting was a reading? Yes. Okay, yeah, you can go check out my website, the Hawaii. Okay. Sorry. Okay, okay. you have a good day. All right, you bye-bye. Too. Okay, so I have another caller that looks like that they have a question, and we'll see. Um, this is area code 901. Aloha. Yes, hi. Um, hi. Jennifer, I always sense... Um, angels, I guess, around me. I'm, on, I'm just going to say that. But, you know, that energy is real strong. Mm-hmm. And um, when I meditate, I put in, I always ask for the ministries of angels. Is that um, a division of a mall or should I? You know, if that? you're asking for ministries of angels, that to me would be the level one. So that would be just the angels. And that is a really, okay. in, in if that's working for you, you should totally do that. Because if you're asking for any angels, the angels will come in. Even if you make up your own name, they're going to come in. And, you know, if you're asking for angels, the spirit world, your spirit guide, your guardian angel, knows what your intention is. So continue to go ahead and ask for the ministry because that's, it, that, those would be like into a level one. So they're going to mm-hmm. come in and they're in for protection and they're coming in to help you, you know, with great mm-hmm. power. The, the level one, don't let the level school you guys. doesn't matter if they're nope. level one or ten. You know, they have great power. So definitely mm-hmm. continue to ask for them to come in. Okay. Okay. Well, thank, All right. thank you for you. You're welcome, hon. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to have another call here. It's an area code 515. Aloha. Hi, um, this is Deborah. Um, Hi, my Deborah. Call, thank you for taking my call. My question sure. is how do you get to know your main guide more, your main spirit guide I, more? That's a really good question. So, and do keep in mind um, for all of you out there, I actually wrote a book on this called Keys to the Spirit World. And I just want to tell you guys this because the time is, you know, so short on this radio show. But I have tons and tons of information in there, how to get to know your spirit guide more and, like, how to tell if it's them and exercises and everything. So basically, to sum it up for you and for everybody out there, 
what you want to start doing is you want to be able to start sensing and being in touch with your spiritual body, number one. So that's where the meditation comes in. People, people should really understand why they're doing certain things. Um, people are trained from a very young age to kind of get away from their spiritual body, and then they're trained to just understand everything's in their physical body, and so they start ignoring their their uh, spiritual feelings that they get when they're getting like their intuition or your spiritual body is where you sense your guides or you sense spirits. And people, like, if they're in their house and they sense a spirit in there, then they go, oh, no, that's just my imagination. So you're actually trained from a very young age to think everything's your imagination that you cannot physically see, number one. That's why you want to start doing a meditation and you want to start being more in touch with feeling your spiritual body. Because once you start to familiarize yourself with that again, it becomes a lot easier to become more in touch with your spirit guide. So while you're doing certain meditations, or again, I have a book that does have meditations for you if you, if you want to look at that later. It's really cheap. It's like $2.99. But when you're doing meditations, you want to ask specifically for your spirit guides to be coming in, and you want to ask for them to make contact with you and be in touch with you. Then you want to start, then as you become more in touch with your spiritual body during meditations, a lot of times you will start feeling a couple of different things. You'll start feeling a presence behind you or beside you. And this will take a little bit of practice. If you're doing a heavy meditation, you know, it can take you, you know, a few weeks to a couple months. But you want to just constantly feel how your body feels when you're calling in your spirit guides. And you want to feel anything that would be like behind your back. You want to feel any sensations, tingling. Um, it'll, it'll feel like somebody's standing behind you, like when you're, like I'm, if you were younger or if you don't know if somebody's there and then you turn around and then there, you know how you can sense somebody standing behind you? That's another trick that I actually teach people, by the way. If you take somebody in your family or a friend or something, if you want to really start being able to sense what your spirit guide feels like, have them stand behind you or come up behind you while you're closing your eyes and like be in a meditative type state or close your eyes, relax your body, and then have them come up behind you and come near you, like kind of closer without touching you, and then just observe how that feels while they're standing behind you. Because people don't realize that it feels the same way when an actual physical person is standing behind you and you're not looking at them as it does when a spirit standing behind you or a spirit guide. And the reason that is is because you're, they're both projecting the same type of energy. You're reading the same energy. You're just reading energy, and that's what it is. Your eyes make the connection that there's, a, there's actually a physical person there. And that's why everybody gets trained away from believing in spirits and spirit guides is because they do feel it and they do sense it, but if they turn around and their eyes don't see it, then they go, oh, it's not there. So meditation... Um, that getting back in touch with your spiritual body, having doing some of the exercises, having somebody stand beside you, behind you when your eyes are closed. And the other thing with, is good to if you're doing that exercise is have them move like primarily to a right side or left side, not in your vision. Or well, you'll have your eyes closed, but you know what I mean. So the, and then have you tell them which side they're standing on. Because that will begin to get you in touch and in tune with where the the energy is. So then when you do a meditation, you're going to start being very aware of that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. So that's some exercises that you can do, but you want to call them in, and the best way to get really in touch with your spirit guide is to um, start sensing them during meditation. Then it goes into a whole realm of things that I don't have time to go into on the show because the other thing that spirit guides will also do is they will thought influence. So they will put thoughts in your head, and that's really interesting. So you want to pay more attention to that type of thing. If, if a random thought pops into your head that is not followed by a train of thoughts that got you there. So, for instance, if you were thinking on your way home from the store, I need to stop, oh, what am I going to make for dinner? I don't have tomatoes. I need to stop at the store. I should probably stop at this store on the way home. And that it follows a train of thoughts, then that's your own train of thoughts. Because people ask me this all the time. How do I know if it's my spirit guide or spirit talking to me versus my own thoughts? If you are driving home from work and you are thinking about the music on the radio and you are thinking about, you know, having a conversation with your boss that day and all of a sudden a grocery store pops into your head and you get a strong feeling to stop in, that is an implanted thought. That is your spirit guide trying to get you to stop in to either run into somebody, avoid a situation, make your life easier somehow. Somehow that is your spirit guide trying to get to you. So you want to also pay attention to thoughts that pop in your head randomly, not followed by a train of thoughts. Does that also make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh Okay. So um, was that helpful at all? Um, Yes. Like I said, there's there's a whole bunch of them in my book, but I'm trying to give you some main ones that you can tell right away. And and everybody understand, and you included, that your spirit guide is with you and trying to contact with you all the time. If everybody would stop dismissing signs and signals that they were getting, random thoughts being implanted, the feelings that you get, the gut feelings, you would actually develop quicker, faster, and you would start getting more of what you think is going to happen. People always think that they're going to hear their guides, like that they hear somebody talking to them. Let me tell you, I've actually can hear spirits that way, and I've heard my guide talking to me that way, and I'll tell you, it scares the living daylights out of you. You, I deal with spirits for a living. I've been doing it for my entire life, and when they talk to me, I'd prefer them not. Um, I'd prefer them to talk to me via pictures or, or blocks of thought because their tone of their voice, when you transfer a sound from the spiritual realm to the physical realm, the the um, sound transfer is very different on your eardrum and your inner ear. It comes out, it's high, weird volume. It's almost like you're listening to a really loud, crystal clear noise with no, no um, tone down in it, that it will scare the daylights out of you. So they don't like to communicate with you in a, in a voice that you will actually hear audibly. They like to communicate you with thoughts, pictures, um, you know, blocks of thought through things such as that, and they will like to guide you that way. And people don't realize this, and, and so they, they tend to ignore it and go, oh, yeah, that was just me. Uh, that couldn't be possible. How would that happen? So any, anyways, random blocks of thought, random thoughts that pop into your head that do not follow a train of thought. That's how you know your spirit guide's talking to you, but also become familiar with the feel which is having somebody stand behind you, which is feeling them during meditation, becoming more familiar with your spiritual body, all the senses that it's giving you, any gut intuition. Those are usually, like if your gut starts getting really strong, 
on the thought process. Um, and God, I could go on forever on this. Uh, if it starts getting really strong, your spirit guide is is getting in, trying to go. Look, you're you really need to do this. You're you're ignoring me, and you need to go this direction, and you're not listening. And so, people, if your gut is really strong on one one thing or another, pay attention to that and and ask yourself why 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 am I feeling so strongly about this? And a lot of times you will get pictures that pop into your head. You will get just an, a, an idea of why you're feeling so strongly about that. And that's how you learn to start communicating with your guide. You ask questions. You, you kind of are you be open to what pictures or thought process comes into your head and stop thinking that the thought process is always you. That will hang up anybody. And it's so frustrating for me when I teach because – a lot of times the thought process you're having is not you. Here's the scary thing, which I probably shouldn't tell you guys because this is like a really positive light show, Um, but, you know, you can even have a lot of negative entities really affecting your thought process and telling you how crappy things are and how this isn't going to work out and that's not going to work out. You really, they also do the same thing. So a lot of times, more often than not, you would be shocked. You would be shocked to realize how much your thought process is actually coming from the other side, from the spirit world. So that's really incredible. So hopefully that answered a lot of your questions um, on that, or I was kind of clear. If not, go get the keys to the spirit world. And I'm going to try to get to a couple more questions, okay? Okay. What was the name of your book again? It's Keys to the Spirit World. If okay. you go into Amazon.com and type in Jennifer O'Neill, it'll come up, mm-hmm. or if you type in Keys keys to the spirit world, it'll come up. It's, like I said, it's cheap, but you're going to get a flood of information. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much. You're, wel- you're welcome, hon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We are on the recorded show. For those of you listening, you wouldn't know that we weren't live because you're just still listening to the show. So um, I'm going to see if I have any any more questions in the soulmate circle? A spirit, a person has more that has more than one guide. Is there one that stays with you the whole time you're on Earth? Yes, I think that we answered that. There is one that stays with you the entire time. You may be wondering why why do other spirit guides then come in to guide you? Because if you're doing special things that you're learning, let's just say you want to become a Reiki practitioner, you will have a guide that comes in that is very specifically trained in uh, healing work or Reiki or energy, and they will actually then team up with your guide to guide you like, and to uh, help you develop that energy. They can actually help you develop that energy and help you develop your spiritual body. If you're interested in spiritual development or um, raising your vibration, you will have a guide that will come in and help you with that. If you're interested in, in helping with animals or... Um, you know, being in, more in touch with Mother Earth or doing some type of doctorate or whatever. You will have special guides that come in with specialties and they will help guide you and implant you with thoughts and, and, and send you a direction. So that's why you will have different guides, but you still have your main guide that was, has been with you the entire time. And so let's see, what process do I go to? to determine which angel is my guardian angel? That is an interesting question I think that I've already answered, but I'm going to go ahead and answer again, which is most of the time if you're feeling an angel, it's your guardian angel. Other angels uh, will come in. They won't feel as large, number one. So your guardian angels will hover above you. They're huge. 
the other angels, they won't tend to feel like they're bigger than six feet. They, they can tend to feel smaller. But not, don't underestimate their power. That has nothing to do with size, guys. But um, they tend to usually come in if you're asking for other angels, and they their energy is very different. It's, it's not as, the only way I can say that is it's not as large. Their energy is, uh, if you're calling upon other angels, and then if you're calling upon other angels for, like if you're calling during a meditation and you want protection, ask them to line up around you. They tend to naturally do that, but they will tend to stick like in front, behind, side, and side. And then they'll like kind of create a circle around you if you're asking for protection. And like I said before, you can call them to be around your sides, but they tend to hover above. So your guard, if you're feeling an angel, 90% of the time it's going to be your guardian angel. They are there, they are there assigned to you and they're watching you and helping you. Okay, so we had another show uh, or another question. Let's see. And I said, how do I know if it's a spirit guide or not? Just a spirit. We talked about that. Spirits are sketchy energy. They're not as solid of an energy and spirits tend to be in front of you and they tend to move and they tend to move often. Your spirit guides tend to stay in one place for long periods of time. So another thing that people have asked me is, I woke up, I thought I, my spirit guide was at the end of my bed. Can they be at the end of your bed? Yes. If you're laying down and sleeping, if you're, if you're laying down versus sitting up or standing, your spirit guide can and will be beside your bed or can be at the front of your bed too. But again, the way that you're going to tell the difference between if it's your spirit guide or, a spirit, or just a spirit is your spirit guide likes to stay, tends to stay in one place for a very long time they like to they're very zen and very calm and they like to just they will stay there for like five minutes or ten minutes or they don't move very often they're just they're there um, observing and protecting and just being if it's a spirit that's at the end of your bed you may see them at the end of your bed for a minute next thing you know they may be over across the room or beside you and then they might be on the other side then they may sit on your bed spirit guides are not ever like sitting on your bed and um, you know, knocking things over in your house and doing things such as that. Those are usually other spirits that are making that kind of habit. So anyways, um, let me, I have one other thing I want to make sure that I got to all these questions. Uh, um, spirit guides, I actually thought spirit guides were the same as guardian angel. That's a good question. And this is going to be the last one I'm going to take because then I'm almost done. Uh, spirit guides and guardian angels are not the same at all. Um, not even close to the same. The difference between the two is spirit guides are actually spirit-based energies. They have, have and can incarnate on earth. They are of the same type of energy that we are. They are meant, they are, are, are with your chart, when, you're, when you make your chart, you make an agreement, but they have and can and will be on earth at some point in time. They are guiding you with that knowledge also because they have been on earth. Angels never form into human form, ever. They, they're they completely different spirit type entity. Uh, your guardian angel, any of the angels, they never, ever create into um, a human that stays. Now, just to clarify, they can come to you in human form. That's actually very common. They can come to you in human form. If you've ever had somebody that's come and talked to you, for a few minutes on the beach somewhere. I actually know people that this has happened to, several people, where they're talking to a person and then they turn around and disappear. They absolutely can and will come to you 100% in human form. However, they will not stay in human form. So it's not like they're going to be a baby 
in human, you know, and grow up and have a life on earth. Angels do not ever do that. They just only come to you in human form if they're trying to deliver you a message or do something regarding safety. Uh, and those are the two reasons that they come in human form, but they don't, they don't have a life on earth like we have a life. And that's what the difference is. And again, angels and guardian angels are there for protection. They, um, they have a much larger job. People don't realize that, and this gets into, again, a whole other show, but when you're dealing with the spirit realm, um, we have the physical realm and then the spirit realm, and when you're dealing with the spiritual realm, we have a lot of things that need to be handled on, handled on the spiritual realm, just like we do in the physical plane. Uh, and it deals a lot with, with negative energies and positive energies and keeping balance and protection uh, with uh, negative energies and, and positive energies, there, there's uh, transferring energies between the physical plane and the spiritual plane. Angels help with all of that stuff. They help with the transition between the physical and the, and, and the spiritual. They ha- handle the transition from the spiritual world to the physical world. Like they have to monitor, protect, gauge, and really keep order in the spiritual realm in a way that is extremely important, and thank God they do. They keep order, they keep protection, and they keep balance with the, the light and the dark, the, the positive and the negative. It's, they really keep order and they keep balance and they're there for protection. And, they all, and then, then amongst the angels, they all have a very different job. The, the spirit guides and spirit devils are more earthly based. So they're, you know, helping guide you with, cheat sheets from the other side, I would say. You know, they, they, help, they help you have a connection to the spirit world and keep it, and they help connect you with the proper protection in the spiritual world if you need it. So they kind of monitor you, you know. They help do that, and that's the difference is uh, spirit, spirit guides and spirits are primarily um, working a lot with you in the, in the physical energy, and spirituals that can cross over, and the angels are dealing primarily with um, a whole different ball of issues. They're dealing with the keeping order and keeping balance in the spiritual realm, and they never incarnate. That's not their job. So hopefully that that was helpful for you. Uh, I think that this was a pretty good show, and hopefully I answered a lot of your questions. If you uh, want to learn more or want to know of any up-and-coming shows or any of the stuff that's going on, definitely go to my hawaiihealings.com, healings with an S, hawaiihealings.com. The other thing I would um, encourage you to do is if you are interested in these shows and you want to learn more, because I do talk about stuff like this during the week, uh, push that soulmate circle button on my um, my website and it will send you to Facebook. It, it will give you a request. And so I do post things and I post polls and I post different things in the circle during the week. So if you want to be more engaged in spirit talk conversation and different things, push that soulmate circle button. So until next time, next time is going to be an interesting show. We're talking about negative entities and addiction and that really gets into a whole bunch of stuff that you probably didn't know before. So until next time, next Tuesday, we'll see you then. Have a good week. Aloha. Aloha.